Today in our gospel, we have the parable of the talents. And so man gives five talents to one of his servants, two talents to another, one talent to a third. It's good for us to remember that a a talent is not a talent like we use the word in English, but this is um, a unit of money, and it's it's a very large amount of money. Some people say it's like, what one would make if they worked for 20 years. That's one talent. So a talent is a huge amount of money. We also notice that uh, the master distributes them unequally. And so we have to be thinking of what Jesus is trying to communicate here and what what the talent symbolizes. We also notice that the talent is merely borrowed to the servant. So the servant, the the master, when he's leaving for a trip, entrusts his possessions to his servants. But then when he gets back, he, he wants it back. So this isn't like the servants are inheriting what the the possessions of the master, but rather he's lending them. To the, to the servants. And what does he want to happen while he's away? Well, he wants, he wants those talents to, to bear fruit. He wants there to be more than what he originally gave them, which is why he's, he's so disappointed with the third one, with the third servant, because he's, he just buries the talent. The talent itself the, the money itself had the ability to make more money. This is why the master says, well, if you just would have put it in the bank, maybe you wouldn't have doubled the money, but at least you would have made some interest. So again, what's Jesus trying to communicate to us here? And what do the, what do the talents symbolize? Well, they're a symbol of what God gives to each one of us. Uh, especially in a spiritual way, the grace, we could say, the grace God gives to each one of us, the spiritual gifts. And these gifts are on loan because he's going to expect them, uh, expect them back, expect them to have borne fruit, to have increased. And Jesus is presenting us uh, his followers with a choice here. We can, we can embrace the, the gifts that he's giving us, the grace that he's giving us, and use that grace to, to increase that grace, to increase the gift. Or we can squander what God is giving us by burying it, by keeping it from producing. So, ultimately, The choice is ours. One of the things I I think is helpful is is if we look at what Jesus, or excuse me, it is Jesus, but it's the master in the story is saying to his servants, the two who, who used the talents to produce more talents. This is what the master says to both of them. He says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Since you were faithful In small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. 
So Jesus is showing something to us about what it means to be faithful. To be faithful, according to this parable, means that God gives us something and we, and we use it in the way that he wants us to. We don't bury it. We don't hide it. It's important for us to realize this because, because sometimes we're just, we're just not good at things or we're not capable of, of in ourselves of producing the fruit that that we want to or we're not successful. So it's not it's not so much that these servants were just really savvy businessmen and so G, so the masters pleased with them. It's not it's not that they were like good at day trading and so the master is pleased with them. He's pleased with them because they're faithful. They're faithful to what he wanted. I I can't help but think of something that Mother Teresa would often say. She said, God is not calling us to be successful. He's calling us to be faithful. So we see there's a difference here. There's a difference between success and there's a difference between faithfulness. And the important thing is that we're faithful not successful. I could think of so many examples from my own life where I have been unsuccessful. I started a master's degree and I was unsuccessful in completing it. I've failed in relationships. I've failed in my ability to reconcile with people that I've hurt. Um, as a priest, there's many, many initiatives that I've tried over the years that went absolutely nowhere. But I'm encouraged to know that God isn't asking me to be successful. He's asking me to be faithful. And there's a difference there. And actually, in God's eyes, and I think Here we get to the heart of what Jesus is doing. In God's eyes, faithfulness is the success. So that's really what's represented by the five talents yielding another five talents. Faithfulness. Faithfulness is so powerful that it's, it like doubles in gift. Faithfulness is the success to Jesus. It's good for us to think about what God is giving us, what he's asking us to do, what what gifts he's entrusting us. I think of how much of a risk it is to, to, to answer God's call in small matters, is what the, the master says. Today he says, you've been faithful in small matters. I will give you great responsibilities. Fidelity in small matters. Maybe there's someone in our life that God is inviting us to be reconciled with. Or someone in our life that God's inviting us to forgive. Someone who's hurt us or betrayed us. Uh, This would be like a talent that he's giving us. And do we... 
Do we try to use the talent and be faithful to what he's given us? Maybe it's a particular gift or ability. Maybe we have the gift of leadership, a good leader. Do we, do we use that gift to lead, to lead others, or do we bury the gift? Maybe we have uh, the gift of a compassionate, sensitive heart, and we think about people in our parish or people are in our community or even within our own family who could use some encouragement, could use a visit or a phone call. So that's like a talent that's being given to us. Do we, do we use the talent? Do we put the talent to use or do we bury it? The desire that God gives us the call that God gives us, do we just bury it? And then what happens? It doesn't go anywhere. And then when the Lord is asking for it back, what do we have to show? We just say, okay, well, you gave me a talent. I buried it. Here it is back. That's sad. That's, that's a sad end to the story if that's the end. So instead, what do we want to do? We want to, want to invest the talent that God's giving us, that he gives us in so many different ways, calling us to do particular things, forgive this person, reconcile with this person, visit this person. Maybe it's, maybe it's a call for greater prayer, to spend time in prayer, to pray a daily rosary, to pray with my children, to pray with my spouse. These are these things are like talents that are entrusted to us. Do we bury them? Or with God's help, do we use them and produce something great for him? I can't help but, th- as, as I was thinking about this homily, I can't help but think of the saint that the church celebrated yesterday in the United States. This is because it's a, an American saint, one of the few uh, her name is St. Rose Philippine Deschaine. I really want people to know about Rose Philippine Deschaine. Uh, I think she's, not many people know about her. But she was born in France at the time of the French Revolution, very difficult time for the church. Right when she was discerning a call to religious life, she joined a, a visitation convent that was quickly shut down by the government authorities because of the religious persecution that was going on at the time. Very difficult time. So she, she still believed that she was called to the religious life, so then she invited some other women to move into a flat with her so that even though it was illegal for convents to exist, at least they could live a form of life together. But these other ladies that she invited, they thought that she was too hard, too strict. So it didn't work. It fell apart. So eventually she was able to raise, to make enough money through work that she bought back the old convent that had closed. She tried again to form some women there, start a religious community, failed it didn't work. But eventually then the mother superior of, a, of another community decided to invite Rose into her community and they started a convent there, the one that, that Rose Philippine had purchased. 
But, and Rose was, Rose was a good administrator. She was a really valued person in her community, but she had one thing on her heart, and that was to be a missionary. And she really wanted to go to serve the Native American population in the United States. For whatever reason, it's like a miracle that happened in her heart. All she wanted was to go and minister to, to the poor Indian people here. So she prayed and prayed, and she wrote her mother superior, told, told, even told her mother superior, and this is true, that Jesus had given her this vision of, of her going around the United States with the Blessed Sacrament, um, preaching the gospel and, and uh, serving the poor people. And the mother, mother superior didn't want to let her go, so she had to wait 12 years before finally she had the opportunity to go to the United States. She came here. Again, she really wanted to serve the Native American population. But she ended up just setting up these uh, schools for American girls. And, uh, and she felt like such a failure because she couldn't learn English. So she was setting up these schools Students didn't like her. Their parents didn't like her. Uh, she said that Americans only like two kinds of people. Uh, people who are good-looking and people who speak their own language. And Rose Philippine says, I have neither quality. So the people she didn't think liked her. Finally, at the end of, end of her life, she finally made it to um, a Native American mission. She wasn't able to learn the Native American language. Such a frustration for her. So all she could do was pray. Pray for, the, pray for those Native American peoples. And they soon fell in love with her because of her prayerful attitude, because of her kindness, even though she couldn't speak a word in their language. Uh, she'd spend long amounts of time in prayer because she felt that's all that she could do. It's the only, only gift that she had. There's this one, um, this, uh, one Native American Indian man who, um, who had the courage to sneak in the chapel while she was praying. He put some kernels of corn at the end of her habit and then snuck away. He wanted to see if she ever got up out of her, out of her position on her knees. He came back four hours later. Sure enough, she hadn't moved for those four hours. She'd been kneeling there the whole time. Uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus said something to uh, St. Rose in her prayer that really helped her in her experience of failure in her life. He said, you will please me not because of your success, but because of your bearing failure. You'll please me not because of your success, but because of your bearing failure. St. Rose knew this lesson that Jesus is, is teaching in the gospel. God's not asking us to be successful at anything. He's asking us to be faithful. What does it mean to be faithful? To say yes when he gives us a gift. To say yes when he gives us a call. Especially in little things, small matters. I want so much that Jesus says this to me at the end of my life. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come share your master's joy. Let's ask God today to, to really help us to, to, 
know what the gifts are that he's giving us, the spiritual gifts, the call that he's giving us in little ways and in big ways. Then let's ask that, that we would have the grace to accept the talent, to invest it, so that when he comes back to get it, we'll have something to show for it. And we won't have to say, Lord, I just buried that and I didn't produce any fruit. Let's be the servants to whom Jesus says, well done, good, faithful servants. Since you were faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come share your master's joy.